Hello, everyone. Good morning. Isn't it an awesome day to worship the Lord? Yeah, it's a trick question. That's a yes every time. Every day is a good day to worship the Lord. So if you're able, why don't you stand? For those of you online, welcome. Thanks for joining. You can also stand if you're able to, wherever you're watching from, as we just uh, sing these songs of praise to the Lord this morning. Thou art, how great the 
breaks the power of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so is stronger the king of glory the king above all kings who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in on wonder the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross you lay down your life that i would be set free I sing for all that you've done for me who brings our chaos back into order who makes the orphan a son and daughter the king of glory the king of glory who rules the nations with truth and justice shines like the sun in all of its brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings this is amazing grace this is unfailing love that you would take my place New Year. Why don't you say that to somebody? Greet somebody this morning as you're seated. Thank you. You may be seated. I want to take this opportunity to welcome you and uh, those of you who are here 
in our building this morning, and it's a, a great start to 2023 and to have you here with us. And for those of you who are joining us on the live stream, we're glad that you're here too. And we just want to just welcome you, and uh, I trust that you're rested. I mean, who's kidding who, right? Christmas is not restful. I mean, let's just face it, right? But, you know, some, some change and some different things, and I trust you had some time with family, and, and over the next six months, you'll recuperate from being with your family, and uh, that'll all go well for you. We're delighted you're here this morning, and perhaps uh, this is their first time here at Evangel, so we want to extend a very warm welcome to you and tell you that we are glad that you're here, and we want to be able to come alongside you and serve you and assist you in any way that we can and uh, the best way that we find to do that is to ask you to fill out a connection card that you'll find in the chair pocket in front of you. If you fill that out, uh, you can take it to the information desk uh, in the uh, foyer, and uh, at the end of the service, drop it there. Someone can ask, answer some of your questions, and there's a free gift there for you as well if you would like that. Well, I also want to take this opportunity to officially welcome Monica Rodriguez to the position of uh, office administrator here at Evangel. And uh, we're really glad you're here, and I'm especially happy that you started this week. And uh, so, uh, but we are thrilled to have you, and uh, you have served here in so many capacities through the years, and I know you'll continue to do that, but to be able to bring that now to, to the office, uh, so we're just delighted that you're here. And I just want to remind us that, you know, one of the complications of having someone who this is their community of faith and they worship here on Sundays actually working in the office role is that sometimes we blur those lines and, and uh, you know, it's convenient for us on Sunday morning to take care of like some business, uh, church office business stuff and just a reminder just as I, I've asked in the past with Cindy, now with Monica as well, just, just remember that she's here to worship on Sunday morning like all of us and uh, if there's church business then, you know, she's going to be in the office on Monday to Thursday from 9 to 2.30 so uh, you can reach her there and I'm sure she'd be happy to help you with anything that you need help with. Also, the numbered envelopes for 2023 are in the foyer. If you haven't picked those up yet, uh, please make sure you do that. Wanted to take the opportunity right now to just tell you that um, our nursery is available for newborns up to age three. If you want to take your child there at any time in the service, you can do that. And for JK up to grade five, you are free to go and meet with your volunteers this morning, and you are going to be heading out at this time. We are also going to take up the offering at this point. I'm kind of proud of myself that I didn't forget that. So, you know what? Like one Sunday, I'm one for one. So I'm, I'm batting a thousand here. But we're going to receive our morning tithes and offerings. And if you want to give in the offering plate today, you can do that. But also know that you can give... God bless you. Why don't you stand as uh, Andrew, fresh off a Christmas in Florida... No resentment here at all. Uh, glad to have you back as Andrew continues to lead us. God bless you as you continue to worship this morning. Till I lay my head, I will sing 
of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In darkest night, you are close like no other. I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after, it's running after me your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Oh, your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Oh, your goodness is running after, it's running after me. And all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God Sing that again all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God I will sing the goodness of God.
amazing love that welcomes me the kindness of mercy that bar with blood oh heartily my soul God, you're so 
we just trust you more each and every day, God. Would every day be a reminder of your faithfulness in our lives, a faithfulness that, that you've given freely, that, that you, you are faithful to us even in the times that we're not faithful to you, but God, would we trust you in every circumstance? That although we might not see what the end looks like, Lord, we can trust in you. We can put our trust in you because we know that you've never failed and you will never fail us. So God, this morning, would, would our hearts just be open to, to receiving what you might have for us, God? As Pastor Shannon shares the word this morning, Lord, would, would, would we just be encouraged? Or would we be challenged, Lord? Would we learn something new? That whatever it is that you might want to speak to us through the message, Lord, would, would our hearts be open and willing to receive that this morning? That, Lord, would we worship you every day, trust you every day? And so again, just, just be here with us and with everybody online as we continue in this service. Would you have your hand on each and every part of the service this morning. We just thank you for, for who you are and for your love for us, God. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're going to be reading verses 6 to 8. Remember this. The person who plants a little will have a small harvest. But the person who plants a lot will have a big harvest. Each of you should give as you have decided in your heart to give. You should not be sad when you give, and you should not give because you feel forced to give. God loves the person who gives happily, and God can give you more blessings than you need. Then you will always have plenty of everything, enough to give to every good work. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, worship team, for leading us this morning. I, I got to say, I don't have any scientific data to support this observation, but it appears to me that this is one of our better turnouts of people in this building in a very long time from what I can see. Now, later the numbers will count them and say, no, there's only 12 people here. So, but, but it seems to me, and, and that's just encouraging, so thank you for, for being here today. Uh, next week, we are going to be launching our winter sermon series entitled Promise Box Passages, where we'll be considering scriptures that are often taken out of context 
and we will be attempting to understand them within the context that the Bible originally intended. And so we'll, we'll start that uh, next week. I, to be honest, I plan to begin that series this week, but as the week progressed, some things changed. For, for a number of months in 2022, I was, uh, for want of better words, collecting pieces uh, along the journey and knowing that all of these pieces would somehow fit together at some point uh, for me to share with you as a congregation. And, uh, and so I wasn't intending it to be this week, but I often wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> and as I did that midweek this week, I woke up and I, and, and I just realized, yeah, this, this is the week to do it. So I've delayed the other one, and I'm not trying to over-spiritualize all of that other than to show you how incredibly anointed and spiritual that I am. But uh, I, I, we will get into the series um, next week. This being the beginning of the year, this being the first Sunday where we've gathered together in person here in this building. And uh, so I believe there's, you know, we're, uh, I'm approaching this today as less of a sermon and more of the intention of sharing uh, my heart with you as your pastor, as your leader, as we embrace all that God has for us in 2023, individually, but as a church community as well. And so as you listen today, and that's my first ask, is that you would, uh, as you listen today, I, I want you to hear not, not just my voice. I want you to hear more than my voice this morning. I, I want you to hear my heart. And this message today was shaped, as I said, by some experiences that I personally had, moments that I had in 2022, and all of those pieces have come together for whatever we want to call this this morning. Last summer, I was invited to a social celebration function at somebody's house. And it was a beautiful, beautiful day. And uh, most of the people were sitting outside. And I was casually sitting at a patio table with three people that I had literally just met for the very first time. So there were four of us at the table, and I, they all knew each other, but I had just met them for the very first time. One of them was in their early 90s. I have a reputation of actually enjoying conversation with seniors, so I, I was actually enjoying this moment. One of them was in his early 90, 90s, and to protect his identity, I'm going to call him Walter. Walter White. No, Walter. Now, there's a dynamic that often plays out when people know or they learn that you're a pastor. Uh, they most often, in that moment, when, if they're just learning it or they know it already and they're, it's awkward because you're just getting to know each other, they'll often bring up faith or they'll bring up church or God or my least favorite, God's children. And they'll, they'll strike up a conversation about, about some of these things. And, and in the process of bringing it up, they will often share their personal experiences with faith and God and church and God's children. The good and the bad. And this occasion was no different. The four of us found ourselves sitting at this patio table, three strangers with a clergyman sitting at the table having conversation. The man in his 90s had been 
a faithful member of his local church for the majority of his life. Different denomination than ours, but a faithful member of his local church for the majority of his life. He was trying to get his head around what denomination I came from, and he didn't understand really, and I, I actually don't understand most days myself, so it was, I tried to help him understand who we were, but he had been a part of his church for the majority of his life. He'd raised his family there. He'd built relationships there. He had spent endless hours serving there. He had given sacrificially and faithfully there his entire life to support his church. And there was a joy in his eyes as he talked about his life in that community of faith. It meant so much to him. You could tell that that community of faith meant so much to him. And, and he had so much joy as he was sharing memories with me. But then his tone changed and his eyes began to well up because his church was struggling. It had struggled for a while now, and COVID had expedited its demise, big time. Many of the sacrificial and faithful givers at that church were aging, passing away. Many of those who had served tirelessly were no longer physically able to do so. They struggled to attract younger people and families. And those they did attract, well, they didn't come with the same commitment to serving and giving that his generation had. Now, what was once a prominent church in the community wouldn't be around much longer. The writing was on the wall for this church. Soon, the money would run out as the last of the faithful givers passed away, and they would close their doors forever. He knew it. He wasn't trying to candy coat it. He knew it, and it broke his heart. It broke his heart. And as I listened to him, I could see and feel his pain. Because it's hard, and you know this, and I know this, it's hard to invest so much of your life into something only to see it dwindle away in front of your eyes, and it seems that there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop it. And that's what he was experiencing in that moment, in that conversation. As I listened to Walter's story, I couldn't help but see our church, Evangel, in his story. At that point in the summer, we had come out of the final mandated COVID closure and and we were attempting to, quote, get back to normal. The only problem is that no one really knew what normal was anymore. And much of the second half of 2022 here was spent understanding and accepting what our new reality was, the reality of a much smaller church family and a dramatic decline in financial support 
And so all of this is happening as I'm sitting there listening to Walter talk. The result for us is a lot less people, was a lot less people carrying the volunteer and financial burden. And the reality is, you know, we were impacted that way for a number of reasons. Some people passed away during the pandemic that were a part of us. Some retired and their incomes were significantly reduced. Some sold their houses in what was a burning hot real estate market and, and they moved to a lower market to subsidize their retirements. Some were not able to return because of health realities. And some of you are watching us today. You would give anything to be here in this building with everybody else, but over the two years of COVID, health implications were such that you can't come back. And so you're connected to us via live stream this morning. Some stopped going to church and walked away from faith altogether. Some attended other churches that took a different approach during COVID than EPC did and didn't return when our restrictions lifted. And so all of these realities and probably a few others left us with fewer people and fewer dollars than before March of 2020. In fact, about 40% less of each. To reduce the stress on a smaller volunteer base, we had to streamline the amount of ministry we were able to do, focusing primarily on Sunday morning gatherings, youth and young adult ministry, small groups, and children's ministry on Sunday mornings. To function with a reduced financial reality, an already lean budget was cut in every area possible. In fact, often sacrificing ministry to do so. And even with the deep cuts, we weren't able to keep up with the downward spiral of declining financial support. And so ending in 2022 fiscal year with a sizable deficit. Because we have an aging building, especially on the other end of our building, this past year we spent over $30,000 replacing the roof on Stewart Hall and repairing a chimney that was deteriorating and building where brick was deteriorating. That in itself is the bulk of our deficit for 2022. EPC's approach in 2022 was one of surviving. We have to survive. It wasn't thriving, it was surviving. What could we do to make it through to the end in hopes that we could, we could come as close as we possibly can with our spending and our income? As we enter 2023, I want you to know that we've built a budget close to the reality of 2022 because we believe we need to be responsible and be good stewards, which means there's not much opportunity to focus on new things outside of just keeping what we have going like we really did for the second half of 2022. Now, I want to say that I don't believe that Evangel is where Walter's church currently is. I don't, I don't believe that. But I couldn't help but wonder, as I heard him share his heart, that if things were to continue down this road, if this was to continue, how long would it be before we found ourselves there. Are we above this happening to us? You see, a church that's forced on, you know, 
to focus on survival at the cost of sacrificing mission and vision, well, eventually would just fade away. Mission and vision requires people and it requires dollars. And it also, of course, requires a desire to engage it. But you can have desire if you don't have the resources, you can't do it. And as I listened to Walter, my mind flashed. In that moment around that patio table, my mind flashed to people who have sacrificed so much through the years to put us here. Now, because I've been here so long, in the early days, I actually got to know some of the founding members of this congregation, and some are still around today. Not as many, but some. And I had the personal privilege of knowing them over the years. My mind also flashed to many of you who have given your life to this church for so many years. Raising your family here. Serving tirelessly here. Giving sacrificially to this church. And how painful it must be for each of you as you observe what's happening. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> we can all see it, right? <laughs> I'm saying it. I'm acknowledging it. But I'm not saying anything that you likely haven't noticed. And I thought, how painful must that be for you? Because I know it's painful for me. But I mean, I, I blew in here you know, almost 18 years ago and Someday I'm going to blow out of here if the wind is strong enough. Some of you have been here a lot longer than me, and how painful it must be for each of you to observe that happening. Incredibly, incredibly painful. So these were things that were flooding through my mind as I sat around the patio table on this celebratory, glorious summer afternoon. Now, as many of you know, I really do enjoy building things. I enjoy renovating. I enjoy upcycling projects, turning something that seems worthless into something of, of value. And for that reason, much to my wife's dismay, I could watch renovation TV shows forever. She'll often say, haven't you already seen this one? I go, yeah, but they do this really good thing in this one, and I want to see that again. One of my favorites these days is Barnwood Builders. I, I just kind of go from one to one. So right now it's that one. That's the flavor of the week. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Okay, so I'm by myself. Now for those of you, which is apparently all of you, not familiar with the show, it focuses on a team of people who buy old barns and old log cabins. And they go in and they tag and carefully take down each log, and then they transport them somewhere else, and they reassemble them in other places uh, to form the basis of someone's new home, or a cabin, or a wedding venue, or a banquet hall, all kinds of applications. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's the whole premise of the show. The logs and the beams in these buildings some of them are like 200 years old. Most often, these logs were actually split and hewn by hand with rustic tools. 
as pioneers built shelters for their families and their livestock. Now, on one particular show, they were dismantling a 200-year-old log church. I'd never seen a log church before. And so they were dismantling this 200-year-old log church. The building was no longer practical for the congregation, so they decided to ask the barnwood builders to come and take down the log church so they could build a new church on their property, on their land. They didn't have the money to salvage the old church and put it up somewhere else, so they decided to sell it. But at the last minute, an anonymous donor stepped in and provided the money to have the old log church reassembled in another part of town so people could continue to enjoy the historical significance of this building for years to come. Well, the Barnwood builders were thrilled because their main goal is preserving these old buildings, seeing them live on for another generation to be enjoyed by the next generation. So they were thrilled that this had happened at seemingly the last moment. In that moment of hearing the announcement, one of the team members made a comment that day that quite honestly shook me. (laughs) It really did. I mean, if you can't be shook If you think you can't be shook watching a renovation show, let me tell you, you can. And he said this, profound. He said, through the years, many people have been saved because of this church. But today, a church known for being a part of saving others is being saved by others. I thought that was profound. Even right now, I hadn't just gotten a haircut, the hair on the back of my neck to be standing up. As I reflected on that statement, my mind began to wander again, and I was reminded of the many people and the many families that have been saved, impacted, helped, and changed because of the ministry of this church throughout the years. I still meet people. Sometimes they come back to visit. They live somewhere else now. Sometimes I run into them in town or at different gatherings, and I find out that they have roots here. I still meet people who are impacted by the ministry of this church impacted in, current, in, in years gone by, impacted in recent years. Evangel has been a part of saving people since 1963. 60 years this year. 60 years of saving people in this community. And as I reflect on where things are currently, well, I believe we could use some saving. I don't want 2023 to be another year of surviving. I I don't want another year of focusing on just keeping it going. In fact, I'm not a very good manager. God created me to be a leader, not really a manager. And so just thoughts of just keeping it going and sacrificing mission and purpose 
you know, and the opportunity to reach this community. I, I don't want 2023 to be that. I don't want our church to be that. I want 2023 at EPC to be a year of thriving, not surviving. A year of excitement and growth and saving. Now, some of you are faithful, consistent, and sacrificial givers. And for EPC to thrive, if for EPC to have a future of saving, we need you to keep doing that. We need to keep you to keep doing what you've been doing. Please don't stop doing that. Some of you give occasionally or when a need or a project is presented. And I want you to know that that is great and that is very much appreciated. It's important. But I also want you to know that for EPC to thrive, for EPC to have a future of saving, we need you to join some of the others and become faithful, consistent, sacrificial givers. Now, some of you may not give anything at all. I have no idea, but I'm probably accurate on that. So what I'm asking of you today is this, would you consider being a part of helping EPC thrive to have a future of saving by becoming faithful, consistent, and sacrificial givers? Because the truth is this, it's going to take more than some of us to save EPC. It's going to take more than some of us. It's going to take more than most of us to make sure that it's a church that thrives. Folks, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us. All of us fully committed to doing whatever we can. I know these are tough times financially for a lot of people. I know that. I know that this is not an ideal time for you to choose to start giving faithfully and consistently. I mean, my timing, I mean, I clearly didn't hear from God because, Pastor, you must know that this year is supposed to be a recession. I want you to know that I sincerely understand that. I do. But I also want to say that there are many people in this room this morning, and there are many who are watching by the live stream who were a part of this church body and are still a part of this church body and have been for many, many years. And, and they know what it's like to be a young married couple. They were a young married couple once. They know what it was like to become a parent with all of the financial obligations that come with raising children. They've been there. There are so many who've lived through recessions. I've been through a couple myself. And I'm just a young man. Hey, that hurt a lot. When you, you... Been through a couple myself. There are so many here who have purchased their first home with interest rates a lot higher than they are now. I mean, when we bought our first house, I was thrilled that we got an amazing rate 
8%. We were over the moon. Because in the 80s, churches were struggling to stay open because they were paying over 20% in interest rates. Now, I know housing prices are higher now, and I, I'm sorry. I wish they weren't. I wish they would go down after I sell mine. There are many who have put their children through university, who paid for orthodontics, bought cars, and took family vacations. And through all of that, one thing was consistent for them. It didn't matter if they were a part of it in 63 or they were a part of it in 2023. The thing that has been consistent in their lives is that giving faithfully, consistently, and sacrificially was always a budget line in their family budget and always will be. And so, yes, I know it's tough times. But we're here today because the generations that have gone before us also went through tough financial times but didn't waver so we could still be here. I want you to know this morning as I stand here that I personally have always and will continue to give faithfully, consistently, and sacrificially to this church. And I'm inviting you to join with others who have also supported in this way and be a part of something special that God wants to do through this church in this community. But it's going to take more than some of us, and it's going to take more than most of us. It's going to take all of us. Because the truth is, folks, we got our work cut out for us. We had some hard work ahead. In our scripture today, Paul is appealing. You're wondering, are you ever going to bring the Bible into this? <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> We're there. You, oft, you know I usually talk about more Bible than stories, but today it's the opposite. In our scripture today, Paul is appealing to the people in the church in Corinth. And he's appealing to them to be generous. And in two very short verses, he provides three principles for giving. As the basis for the first principle, he uses a farming metaphor in his attempt to inspire them to step up and to give generously. And he says something that's practical and makes sense. He says that the farmer just scatters a few seeds, well, he's not going to go out and expect a huge harvest. He, if he scatters a few seeds, he's going to have a small harvest. If the farmer goes out and scatters a lot of seeds, then he'll have a large harvest. The more seed he scatters, the greater the harvest will be. That's the principle he's getting in. So the first principle that we see here is this. The more God's people give, the greater the work that can be done. So give generously. The second principle is giving is a decision that should not be made out of obligation or because it's demanded of us, but because one takes joy in giving to the work of God. I got to be honest, in, in my lifetime in church, I've rarely heard a giving sermon that didn't focus on guilt or, or demand or, or legalism in terms of giving. And, and I deliberately did not want to go there this morning. I deliberately did not want to go there. For those of us who step up and say, we're going we're gonna to do this, it's going to be because we want to. Because we want to. Because it gives us joy to be a part of it. And then the third principle 
is that God is able to provide us with all that we need so there's no need to worry that we won't have enough if we give generously. In in fact, Paul says you will have enough to meet your own needs and to, quote, give to every good work. Paul is writing this letter to people in a church in Corinth, so in closing I would like to shift the emphasis. I would like to rewrite scripture this morning and then I'll fix it next week in the series. The church that plants a little will have a small harvest. The church that plants a lot will have a big harvest. We plant a lot as a church Not because we feel obligated to do it or forced to do it, but because we experience joy in giving to God and investing in the kingdom as a church. And as we step up and are generous to fund the mission and vision of of reaching in this community to reach this community, God promises that He will personally He will care for us personally and he will care for us corporately. And so I want to end by saying today is I want to be a part of a church like that. I'm going to invite our worship team back. I want to be a part of a church like that. A church filled with people that plant a lot because it brings them joy and sees God meet their individual needs as they faithfully and consistently and sacrificially respond to him. Would you stand with us this morning? That's my heart to heart with you today. That's my collection of pieces over the last six to eight months, hopefully coming together in something that makes sense. We have a big task ahead of us, and it's going to take all of us. And we have to decide, as Paul says in his scripture, are we going to be a part of it? Are we going to do it? Are we going to find joy in it? As Andrew leads us this morning, I would like to encourage you to use these moments to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. I don't know your situation. I don't know anything about your giving, honestly. But you know, and God knows. And allow the Holy Spirit to work that through with you this morning as what steps can you take to be a part of something? Because I believe, without getting into all kinds of specifics, this is not the day for specifics, but I believe that we are uniquely located in this community at this time to do something significant for the kingdom of God. And I don't want to miss that opportunity. So pray about how how God might be able to help you to to get into those rhythms. Because they're difficult rhythms to get into. They definitely are. While Andrew is leading us and the Holy Spirit is prompting you, I'm going to step down here in the front. And perhaps some of you are here today and you have needs and you would like someone to pray for you and with you. And today, I I want to be able to do that.
and give you that opportunity. And so if you came today and you would like prayer, you can slip out here to the front and I'll pray with you. At the end, we'll close our service by praying for those in our congregation who need us. Need God's touch right now. Andrew, would you lead us? You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, feet may fail, and there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. 
of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. And take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior and I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above Father, we just thank you this morning. On this Sunday where we've gathered for the first time in this new year, we want to take the opportunity and express thanks to you for your faithfulness to us. Perhaps the year behind us had very many, many, many painful moments, challenges and struggles, had some highlights and celebrations, victories. And as we enter into this year, we pray that you would continue to be faithful to us, to our families, to us as individuals, and to us as a church. 
And I pray that you'd help us to be, continue to be faithful to you. We thank you for those who've come before us, who have lit the path for us, that have made the way possible for us to hear of you and to know of you and to be a part of what you've invited us to be a part of. We thank you for them today. Lord, we pray for those who are not able to be here this morning. We pray for Stelma today as she continues to recover from her knee surgery. You would just continue to give her mobility, take her pain, and bring full and complete healing to her, we pray. Lord, today again, we lift up Richard Watson before you, Bev's son Richard, and Lord, I just pray for healing in his body. I pray that you would strengthen him. And I pray that you would bring peace to him and his family and to Bev as they journey through another difficult health season. Lord, would you show yourself once again like you have so many times in the past, intervening on his behalf. Lord, today we pray for Phil Simeo's dad, Manuel, as he is recovering from pneumonia. God, would you bring full healing to his body and give him strength today and just be with his family. We also pray for Phil Keogh as he continues to recover from setbacks from his surgery. And Lord, I, I'm sure there are many in this building and watching online that have needs and challenges this morning. Would you draw close to each and every one of us? Remind us that you're with us, that your love would just pour into our lives afresh today and for your healing in our bodies and in our families and in our lives, we pray. And Lord, as we leave this place today, may we leave with a determination a determination to serve you, to invest in what you value, and to be a part of what you're doing. Lord, for us, for your spirit to raise up a joy and an excitedness inside of us of the possibilities of what can be accomplished as you lead us and you guide us by your spirit. So we pray these things today and we thank you for the privilege of being here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Lord willing, we'll see you next Sunday. God bless you.